I speak to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Purple, not gray, not blue. The cloud in the sky was purple, stretching across the early morning sky as I drove to Hendrick Hospice. I had just learned that Kayla had died, and I was on my way. That pesky cloud almost drove me off the road twice, y'all. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was the same sort of feeling you get when you are out of the city limits and there are fewer competing lights, revealing a blanket of stars in the night sky. You feel so small, and, and yet you feel like what you are seeing, what's enveloping you, is just for you and the one who made you. I felt the need to kind of sober up in a sense, overcome by that distinctly purple cloud that was becoming more like a series of purple clouds. I tried to think about sensible things. Was I driving within the speed limit? How would I explain this to a police officer if I was pulled over? Was I going the most efficient way to get to my destination? Was the tall coffee craft I was transporting for David and Nina upright? I heard the gentle sound of the coffee mugs that I had slung into the front passenger seat clinking politely together, just softly making their presence known. But none of this was about me. After all, purple is Kayla's color, not mine. And the cloud, as beautiful as it was, was not my cloud. This was something between God and Kayla, just like it's always been. There are people in this world that not only understand that God is present in their lives and those around them, but also that God's reach is limitless, so very vast. And I believe Kayla was one of those people. She knew that. You are here today to celebrate Kayla, to mourn this great loss we are experiencing collectively, and to simply be present, to uplift and support her husband David, her mom Nina and her sisters, family, friends. And if you didn't understand this before, we are all here because in some way we are connected we were chosen by Kayla, so we are Kayla's family. We gather in this beautiful, holy space because even when the waves of grief often try to take over our lives, this place is a strong fortress of peace and solitude. It's a dwelling place of hospitality and comfort, and I truly hope you experience that here today. It's also a place of great love. And it is the love of God, the love that Kayla knew, and the love that is still being revealed to her and to us that reminds us that we belong to God. All of you have a story, 
probably countless stories of how Kayla impacted your life, or you would not be here. And they are yours. It may feel like something you should keep tucked in your heart, and I'm sure Kayla would understand that. After all, she may have done things for you on your behalf that, that you now, now just realize made such a difference for you. Grand gestures of love, small, meaningful acts of kindness, the way she lifted people up, encouraged them to go for something big, especially women. And I hope you will share your stories today and always. And I use this point of privilege to thank her for valuing women who lead. It makes me want to just stand a little taller and pick my head up, and I'm going to do that. Thank you for that, Kayla. From what I have come to know about her, she lived life on her own terms, and she just knew things, didn't she? And her vision of the world, the people and places, it was grand, like the view from her beloved penthouse. Nothing was too small for her to notice or too big for her to take on, and she invited us to see the world in that way. So thank you again. And so when I kept looking at that purple cloud in the sky, I had to wonder, how long had it been there? How many times had purple clouds in the sky gone unnoticed by me at sunrise or sunset? And why, on that day, did I happen to look up and notice this wonder? On that day that Kayla died, perhaps it might have seemed more fitting that the sky might be bleak, gray, or breaking open with cracks of thunder and lightning, soaking Abilene with teary rain. But no, I was greeted with a distinctly deep purple regal sky that would not be ignored. I was greeted with hope. Our gospel passage today from John is written for those who are clinging to hope, like a love letter for those who remain. And Jesus offers words to his disciples who find themselves in a situation where it seems like there's no going back. Perhaps it was easier for his followers to say yes to his call to follow before they knew it would lead Jesus to the cross. They've seen what Jesus can do, what God can do in him, and it's mystifying, it's holy, and it's often confusing, maybe even a bit terrifying at times. They've given up everything to follow Jesus, and now it is coming to an end. How can this be? And so now Jesus offers shelter, a place for these disciples to find some footing, even though it seems like their world is just tumped upside down. They know they have little time left with him, and they don't know what's coming next. And Jesus knows that that will be unbearable for them and that they will feel lost. So his words are like these spiritual breadcrumbs, sprinkled lovingly, generously. Jesus says, in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Many dwelling places. 
many, so many. And these dwelling places are our hope now and in eternity. And on the mourner's path, we carry Jesus' promise of accompaniment. Again, he says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. We will find in the next few days and weeks that God truly has made many dwelling places where he may be found. I'm talking right now. We do not have to wait. God is constantly preparing even little, like little nooks and crannies of solace so that we might climb into the very crook of the arms of, of this cosmic Christ who's just wanting to enfold us. Dear family, we are the dwelling places right now. And we can offer shelter to David and to Nina and her sisters and family to, and to each other. And we may do this in very simple ways. It may feel like we are offering more like a lean-to or a rusted-out trailer at times. But I promise you, what you have to offer is enough. It's love. It's fancy already. So don't be afraid to say the wrong thing. Just show up. When we become these dwelling places, that thin veil that separates heaven and earth becomes even more gloriously porous, like that country night sky dotted with stars. We find that God is not sequestered to our imagined heavenly places or even beautifully bedecked skies with purple clouds. When we become persistent little shacks of care and concern, the distance between what we experience now in this life and what wonders God has for us an eternity, it just doesn't feel so separate. It feels so real and close because it is. The kingdom is near. Hope is real. Grief hurts. Family is everything. And God is love. How many times did Kayla experience God showing up for her in the world around her? The people, the places, her pups, that made life so meaningful. The many vibrant dwelling places prepared for her so that she could be near to God. I think it was so often. So many of you have seen her beautiful photography and she seemed to particularly attend to the holy, capturing this immense beauty in creation. And she listened and noticed and understood realities that others often do not. She comprehended the preciousness of life and did not shy away from death. As you will hear in a few minutes during our Eucharistic prayers, Today, we join in Kayla's spiritual understanding through faith that even in death, life is changed, not ended. Everything points to more with God. Our dwelling place practices I'm talking about, of caring for one another, this prepares us for the joy of our eternal life with God. 
It is the great cloud painter who now shares Kayla's purple skies with all of us. They've always been there. And now I confess, I look with expectation for these clouds. I saw them last night, did y'all? And I look for more dwelling places. They're there. They're all around us. They remind us this day and always that Christ is calling us to be those places for one another until we come to dwell together in the very heart of God. Amen.